It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off. Hand off Jacobs. That's the first down of the big hole. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Raiders. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered and brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Shotgun snap to Stidham. Lobs to your corner for Adams. Makes the grab in the corner. Touchdown, Raiders. An absolutely perfect pass. And Adams dragged his feet in the back left corner. And now, filling in for JT today is Harry Ruiz. Raider Nation, what's up? It's always a pleasure being here on the Raider Nation radio airwaves here on the JT The Brick Show. Thank you to my man Bobby Machado here. It's great having him back on the producer chair. Thank you to Jared, who last time I was here, he was also here helping out. So Raider Nation, what's up? Football season is over. And I don't say finally because it it comes and goes real quick. It's like... You blink and you missed it. And that's pretty much what happened. And I know that Raider Nation, we're no strangers to um, uh, unexpected turns and twists and seeing a new chapter come in in the middle of the book and being like, wait, I wasn't expecting this to happen, but it ended up happening. Unfortunately, this book of the 2023 season, and I'm saying this as a member of the Raider Nation, ended again with the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl championship. They're third in the last five years, and they will have this thing where they will say, we want it at Allegiant Stadium, and that that just hurts. And I know if it hurts me as a fan of the team, if it hurts me as someone that bleeds silver and black, I know in that building that's the same case with the members of the front office, with the members of the team, the players, those that feel those colors like a Max Crosby, who, by the way, I loved what he did. He went into the stadium. He did a pregame interview with the NFL Network folks, and he bounced. At least that's what he said, and I believe him. He bounced, and he was like, hey, if I'm not playing in the game, I don't want to be in the game. I don't want to be there. When I play in the game is when I want to be at the Super Bowl. I love that mentality from Mad Max Crosby. And I'll be completely honest, I could have covered the game too. I could have gone and had somebody that I know from a website or somewhere credential me for the game. But I'm like, no, if I'm not calling that game, if I'm not broadcasting that game, I don't want to be there. Unless I'm getting paid good money to be there, I don't want to be there. And I've said it in the past before I started broadcasting Raider games. Whenever the Raiders make it back to the Super Bowl, which I hope it's soon, if I wasn't broadcasting the game, I would find a way to get myself into that stadium. I was watching folks being surveyed outside the stadium or when you got into the property of Allegiant Stadium because people had to have tickets to even get into that parking lot area where we usually tailgate on Sundays, on game day Sundays at Allegiant Stadium and are having a blast out there. Now to get into that area... Folks had to have a ticket, and I saw surveys online of people recording videos with people. How much did you pay? $7,500, bucks, 8000 bucks, 10 k 15 k and I'm like, how the heck do you pay that much for a football game? But you know what? I won't judge you. I would have done the same if the Raiders were in the game and I wasn't working the game. I would find my way into that stadium with the hope of seeing the Raiders hoisting the fourth Vince Lombardi trophy in franchise history. And now that's the goal, folks. 
a fourth Vince Lombardi trophy, not just to add another one to the trophy case, to, but but to also be once again tied uh, for first in the AFC West. That spot, the Raiders owned it for a while. The Broncos, they tied the Raiders with that Super Bowl that Peyton Manning brought into town. The Chiefs last year, they tied it with three this year. They're the top dogs in the division with Super Bowl wins, which at the end of the day, that's the main bragging right. So... It's Valentine's Day, Raider Nation. We want to say happy Valentine's Day to all your loved ones, to your booze, to everyone that you enjoy this day with. And we all love the Raiders, right? And I know at times it's a love-hate relationship. They break your heart. Heck, go back to that game against the Vikings. Shut out. Three to nothing at home. You're heartbroken. You couldn't believe that the Silver and Black had lost the game by three points. That they got shut out and lost by three points. But then, four days later, they go out there and they clobber the Los Angeles Chargers. They set a franchise record with points scored. They had two defensive touchdowns. The Legion Stadium was popping on a Thursday night. And everybody was once again back in love with the silver and black. And you know what? That's sports. One day, you can't even th- want to think about your team. Your team lost. You don't want to hear, hear the post-game show. You don't want to be in, in any state of mind of thinking of what's going on with that squad, and you know, you're know you focusing on everything else in life. But just a couple of days later, it's like a relationship. You let it pass by. And at the end of the day, the Raider Nation, I don't know a more loyal fan base than the Raiders. And I know my man Bobby, he's a Red Sox fan, but they went by a longer time than the Raiders to get another ring. They were able to get that ring, and then they got another ring shortly afterwards, and uh, you went from a dynasty, a potential dynasty in the making, to now the Red Sox are trying to figure out what they're going to do. And they got Theo Epstein back in the in the mix with the ownership group that is a part of the Red Sox, but now he's going to be managing or not managing, but overseeing all the properties from that group. So it just depends on what you you go through, Raider Nation. And I want to hear from you, 702-365-9200. You can call. Bobby, correct me if I'm wrong. Folks can text that number as well. And I want to hear from you. What made you fall in love with the Raiders? And is there anything that can happen with this franchise for you to fall out of love with the Raiders? Or has it happened with another team that you root for? Which I've mentioned this in the past. My love with for the Lakers right now, it's on standby. It's on hold. I'm a, I grew up being a Laker fan, and I grew up in the Kobe Bryant era. And we had ups and downs. He got that three-peat with Shaq. Shaq was sent out of town. Got his, packed his bags and was like, hey, get out of here. Right here with the Raiders, it's like, hey, I don't care what happens with the Raiders. I don't care who they hire as a coach. I don't care who the players are. I'm always going to be bleeding silver and black with the Lakers. LeBron James arrived, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to pause this for a bit. I don't want to be watching the Lakers with a player that I don't like watching in the NBA. So, that's my excuse right there. But believe me, the moment that LeBron leaves the Lakers, I'm going to be rooting for them big time. 
And I rooted for the Lakers before LeBron arrived in those D'Angelo Russell days. I, I know he's back, but I meant when he just got drafted. Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle. It wasn't very good basketball being played by the purple and gold. But I still love watching them play. And I was also always right there showing them love as they were on the court. I went to a couple of games and it was a nice basketball, but I supported them. The Raiders, we know it, it, it was just 40 years with this past Super Bowl since the last Super Bowl that the Raiders have been able to win. And we need to get another one in town. So Raider Nation, I want you to call. I want you to tell me what made you fall in love with the silver and black. 702-365-9200. We're getting new fans hopefully hopefully on board with the Raiders now that they're in Las Vegas now that we got a brand new flashy stadium that just hosted the most watched Super Bowl in history of the NFL 123 million was the average and our stadium was showcased our city and I say our city because the city of Las Vegas is where I've lived for seven years now heck in Two weeks. It's going to be seven years since I moved to Las Vegas in March of 2017. And I consider myself now a local here. And I love the city. And I enjoy being here in Las Vegas. So it was awesome that it was showcased. And I know a lot of people are trying to be like, hey, you know what? Maybe the city paid too much or the LVCVA paid too much to have Las Vegas out here, um, the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. But I say at the end of the day, that was the biggest billboard ever in history for the city. You see everything that they were showcasing on TV nationally, internationally, uh, everywhere in the world. They saw Las Vegas, and I hope that our city gets to enjoy all of those uh, new tourists coming into town, paying for hotels. Please tip all the folks in town. If you get an Uber, tip the Uber driver. If, you, uh, if you're at a blackjack table and you make some money, tip those folks that are helping you out, the roulette table, wherever you're at. Tip the folks, the industry, that's the industry out here in Las Vegas. And the service industry, they did a fantastic job as well. We have our first caller of the day, my man, Passionate Raider. Passionate, how are you? Good afternoon. How, what made you fall in love with the silver and black, man? Hello, hello, Passionate Raider. Hello. There you are. How you are? How you doing, man? What made you fall in love with the Raiders? Hey. It's good hearing from you. First, first of all, a quick uh, correction. I'm, I'm 502 Raider D. Oh, my bad, my bad. I, I, you know, I know Patrick is too as well. I respect that guy. But How you doing, 502? You, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. Listen, I'm 53 years old. I fell in love with the Raiders at 8 years old. I remember back in those days, you didn't have ESPN and all these stations. It was like five stations. And I remember as a kid playing football and then coming inside and one day I saw on TV these guys coming on motorcycles looking like hell's angels and these black guys coming in with the afros and, the, and looking real tough and mean and then watching the game with my brother and seeing these guys, whether, whether they won or whether they lost, you talk about somebody fighting hard and knocking people down and hurting people. It was just, I fell in love at eight years old and it's never stopped. I've got tattoos. I've been to over 30 games. I live, eat and breathe. I watch, I listen to the show my girlfriend drives my girlfriend crazy. I listen to the show from 10 o'clock to 1, and I take my break. I'm, you know, so I'm retired, so I haven't left enough to in my life. Then from 1 to 3, I take a little break and take care of my business. And then from 3 to 8, I'm still listening to the radio station. I am diehard. I love the Raiders. Nothing could ever 
ever make me fall out of love because I would have fell out of love this last 20 years. And we've been absolutely horrible. But I'm looking forward to our future. It is greatest till I die. That's how it should be. 502 Louisville? Louisville, Kentucky. There you go. We got our first caller of the day from Louisville, 502 Raider. We appreciate your call. We appreciate your love right here on Valentine's Day. 702-365-9200 is the number right here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Harry Ruiz filling in for JT the Brick, who is taking a couple of days off. Well-deserved after a Super Bowl week that just had the city of Las Vegas going crazy. It had it popping. I was at Media Row, on Radio Row, sorry, on Wednesday. Flew out of town that same day, and I came back until Saturday, but I'll be talking about that in a bit. We are going to go back to the Raider Nation radio listener line because we go from 502 Raider to Kevin, who is calling us from Iowa. Kevin, it's great hearing from you. What made you fall in love with the Raiders, man? Wow, let's see. I, I grew up in Maryland. I'm from Annapolis. Um, my dad, he brought me up since I was 10 years old. I was uh, 1972 is when I became a Raiders fan. I was born in 62. So uh, my dad had season tickets to the Washington Redskins at the time and took me to the old RFK Stadium and played my first pro football game I went to a C. And it was the Redskins and the Raiders. And uh, I played uh, peewee football. And I played quarterback. I was eight years old, played quarterback up to about 11. And I was threw the ball left-handed. And the Raiders went in the RFK, and LaMonica was the quarterback. And they were losing at halftime. And then they, all of a sudden, the Raiders had this guy warming up, throwing. And I remember somebody go, hey, Dad, he throws the ball with the same arm that I do. He's left-handed. Comes back and throws three TD passes, and his name was Kenny Stabler. And they won the game. There were lots of fights, and there's just that attitude that they had, the, the physical dominance that they had. I stood up. I was 10 years old. I go, that's my team. And I've uh, been a fan uh, since I was 10 years old, 51 years now. I've uh, been in the military uh, 20 years, retired Air Force, and Raider Nation is represented all through the, throughout, everywhere, everywhere I go. You know, we're in Germany, Italy, France, then the Hawaii, Korea. All of that. I always see all Raider stuff everywhere, and it's, you always can strike up a great conversation in the history with Raider fans. You know who the true Raider fans are. Oh yeah. And uh, and I was also stationed in California at uh, up, up there in Northern California, and uh, when the Raiders were still in Oakland, when we made the trek when the Raiders came down every time. Uh, it was an all day adventure, but it was great tailgating with the Raider Nation and just meeting new friends and fellowship, and it was great. Still a great time to be a Raiders fan. Hey, it always is, right? It all, it's always awesome donning the silver and black. First, Kevin, thank you for your service. And now thank you for this call. I really appreciate it. And that's something important that folks at home, we got to know that when you got a stadium packed with fans, with over 60,000 fans, either here at Allegiant Stadium or on the road when the Raiders are playing, you never know when there's that 10-year-old kid like Kevin from Iowa just called right now that he went to watch the Raiders play the then Redskins in Washington, and it was like, hey, you know what? That guy throws the ball just like I do. He's left-handed, and you're watching. Heck, that, that was a great time to be a Raider. You got you got Daryl LaMonica and Kenny Stabler out there on the field. That's You're talking about two 
two badasses on the field, two incredible players, two guys that you absolutely enjoy the mad bomber and the snake come on man it doesn't get any better than that and now that happens when you got guys like a max crosby out there on the field a malcolm coons out there on the field and you say or for example there might be a kid that says i went to the university of buffalo just like malcolm coons did or i went to eastern michigan just like max crosby did they didn't go to power five conferences and look at them they're balling out they're sacking patrick mahomes Coons did it three times in Kansas City this year in Christmas Day. Uh, Max did it once in the home game out here in Las Vegas with a knee that was all banged up, a knee that had him in the hospital 48 to 72 hours before the game, and he was out there doubtful, listed on the injury report and playing. You never know who you're going to impress, and that's the fantastic thing about football. I remember walking around Allegiant Stadium before the game on the field and I saw a kid that didn't have a sign saying, Max Crosby, I want your autograph, or Max Crosby, I want to win. He had a sign that said, Max Crosby, my wish is for you to win the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And I was like, you know what? That's a difference maker right there in our community. And that's something that, you know what? It makes you fall in love with a player like that. Max Crosby, I remember watching him. I was going through my storage unit. I moved to a new condo this past weekend or two weeks ago and I was going through some stuff in my storage unit and I found the program from a game of the last season in Oakland for the Raiders it was Raiders versus Bengals I was in the 200 level right above the black hole incredible view and there was this kid that was a fourth rounder out of eastern Michigan that balled out he had four sacks it's still his career best four sacks and it was Max Crosby and I remember saying, "Is like, damn, hope, I, I hope he keeps it up. I hope that in the future we're talking about Max Crosby being a great Raider. And five years in, you look at this man being the leader, being the soul of the silver and black, being a guy that when you see him take the field, you want every player replicating that energy, that when his head coach is introduced as the – head coach of the Silver and Black, he's talking about wanting to match the energy of one of his players because uh, Antonio Pierce, he mentioned it in one of his interviews recently during Super Bowl week that when he went into the building for the first time after being hired as a linebacker coach for the Raiders, six in the morning, who was there, who had beat him to it? Max Crosby. You want people to replicate that. And not only the people on the field, but the people off the field as well. And you, as a Raider Nation, as fans, when you see that, you say, hey, you know what? If this man does that and he becomes one of the best DNs in football, I want to bust my tail off at work and become one of the best at my job at what I do. So what made you fall in love with it, Raider Nation? It's Valentine's Day. I know it's something that's easy to talk about because Raider Nation, if there's something that y'all love, it's our Raiders. It's this team. I've seen it. Out in Oakland, I saw it in San Diego. The couple of times I went down there to watch the Raiders pounce on the Chargers at Qualcomm Stadium, it just, it's different, man. I mean, I'm a Dodgers fan. I've been to plenty of Dodger games, and I got I know a lot of friends that I do, are diehard fans. I'm a Laker fan, and I know a lot of diehard Laker fans, but damn, when you talk about the Raiders... It just hits different, man. It's different. So now let's go back to the Raider Nation radio listener line. We got Al from Colorado Springs. Al, thank you for joining the show today. Tell me, man, what made you fall in love with the Raiders? 
Well, I can't say I was born into it, man. I'm from Oakland. All right. So I just, it's just inbred stuff. Right. And it's kind of funny when you, um, when you're looking at the 40, when they're playing the 49ers or when the 49ers and, um, you know, playing, you didn't respect the 49ers because when I came up, the 49ers wasn't about nothing. You know, they weren't winning Super Bowls. It was the Raiders. And the Raiders gave us uh, pride. You know, because you're looking across, across the bay, you know, it seemed like San Francisco looking down on you, you know. And we had something San Francisco did. We had championships. And we was rocking. And, you know, and then I used to sell concessions at the Coliseum when I was a kid. Popcorn, peanuts, Coca-Cola. And, you know, going up to, to the Coliseum, and you, you see all the people just, and it was always full. It was always sold out. And people actually made a living selling tickets, scalping tickets. You see the vendors out there scalping tickets. People, you know, want to come to the game, you know. You know, it was, a, it was a living for some people. And then you go there, you know, it's like um, I remember going there several times. And um, John Madden going out in the middle of the field, telling people, you know, quiet down because we was making so much, the fans was making so much noise that the that the offense, the, the the opponent couldn't even get their plays off, man. And then you watch it, watch a TV, watching TV back then. It was on NBC broadcast the Raiders games every Sunday, every Sunday. You hear me? Every Sunday they was being broadcast. I mean, you when you when you see on, that team playing the way it used to play and all the legends it used to have on on its roster, why wouldn't it be broadcasted every every Sunday, right? Well, hey, but check it out. And then I'm I'm pissed, man. I'm pissed, right? So I'm you know I was I was active duty, right? And I'm um I'm in Greece, right? And I'm you know I'm up here. Um, I'm I'm sent for my Raider paraphernalia. I'm 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 rocking Raider gear in Greece, man. Okay. And so um, the Dallas Cowboys, you know they you know had a USO show come. They came. The Dallas Cowboys. I'm not the Cowboys, but the call 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 cowgirls came. The cheerleaders, I should say. <laughs> I'm sorry. But the, the cheerleaders. And, they was, you know, everybody wanted to take pictures. Well, man, you know I wouldn't take pictures with them girls. It was like sacrilegious, man. You're like, bring me the Raiderettes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, you know, I'm just like, I'm just, um, I, I'm just, I just love the Raiders, man. And then all the times, you know, the, the uh, you know, the immaculate reception of that BS call. You know, that just gives you something else to get fired up on. And then um, you, you're looking at um, – and then I'm in Colorado Springs, right? So I, 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 I retired here. Let me guess. Tons so, of Broncos. Um, yeah, a bunch of Broncos. But check it out. At work. I'm going to work. And the Broncos, this is – and I, I, I seem like I jinxed the Raiders or I brought luck to the Broncos. That's when they started winning their, their championship. They won their first one. <laughs> and, um, and I'm at work, right? And I'm rocking my, you know, my Raider gear and stuff, right? They said, why do you like Raiders gears? I'm sick and tired of people saying they Raider fans. I said, wait a minute, boo. Like, wait, wait a minute. I'm from Oakland. Oh, it's okay. Then one of my other coworkers, the Broncos, getting ready to go to the um, playoffs. And he up here sad. He said, I, you know, I don't want to see him go because he was afraid they was going to lose, man. I'm saying the Broncos, man. <laughs> it was funny as hell, man. It's like. He thought they was gonna lose because they were lost. 
they went to three Super Bowls and lost all three of them. Yep. You know, so I mean, it was up they up in the, Bron- the Bronco fans was in de- was depressed back then, man. I loved it. But yeah, I just I just love the Raiders, man. I love them and I at one time I was upset with them, especially when they moved out of Oakland. I was I had I was feeling some kind of way. But then I kind of I blamed everything on Al Davis. Then I started falling in love for him. But then again, I started loving. I love Mark Davis. And I love Mark Davis because I see what he's doing. I see what he's how he's trying to build this, the organization, and bring it back to the, the respectability that it once was. And um, and I know they're trying. And you know, it's just like I just, I just, I just like the way they get down, man. You know, and they, and, and the colors look good, man. Silver and black is is nice, man. Oh man, it's a manly it, color. It's a ma- it goes with everything. Go and ahead, heck, you wear black, and it makes you even look a little bit skinnier than you actually are. So, Al, exactly. <laughs> Al, I appreciate your call, my brother. <laughs> Shout out all the way to Colorado Springs Raider Nation, representing everywhere in the country. We already got callers from Iowa. We got callers from Colorado Springs, from Louisville. Raider Nation, I want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. It's time to take a quick commercial break. But not before. I want to give a shout-out to our friends at Grimaldi's Pizzeria. Order for carryout or delivery at Grimaldi'sPizzeria.com. It's hands down my favorite pizza in Las Vegas. Let's go to a break, and we're coming back with more of your calls. been very fortunate to been around some great organizations and good teams and this this group here and organization are tremendous and if somebody said dynasty and tagged it onto it I'd, I'd be very proud of that man so i like hearing metallica coming back thank you bobby but man hearing andy reed talk and talk and talk i mean he's having press conferences right and he's getting asked questions and he's answering them and heck right now i just heard chris jones saying that he's coming back next year with the chiefs patrick mahomes talking about a three-peat during their parade that just went down today i'm like ugh, man when can this stop we went through it with the patriots and pretty much those two decades where they were consistently in the Super Bowl, and I was like, no, no mas, like Roberto Duran once said. No mas. I don't want to hear about the Patriots no more. Unfortunately, right now we ain't hearing about them. But now, no mas about the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't want to hear about them anymore. But you know what? You win, and people talk about you. Good or bad, you're going to be in people's mouths. And right now, in KC, in all that state, they got people loving them, going crazy about them. And now even in our community, you got kids growing up. We had our caller right now, one of a caller saying that he fell in love because he saw Kenny Stabler and Daryl LaMonica playing Washington against the Redskins with the Raiders, and he fell in love with the Raiders. Now you got kids growing up that if they are 10 years old, they've watched the Chiefs playing the Super Bowl four times. They've watched Patrick Mahomes Hoist the Vince Lombardi and be the Super Bowl and be three three times. And that's if they're 10 years old. If they're a little bit older, they know the sport a little bit more and maybe their parents didn't get to them early enough and they saw Mahomes and they thought he's cool and they're rooting for the Chiefs now. And they're asking their mom to buy them a number 15 red jersey. And 
you know what? You got to earn those kids now with how you play on the field. And let's hope that sooner rather than later, it's the Raiders being the ones that you got Antonio Pierce up in the podium yelling Raiders, just like he does after every win in that team locker room. Before we continue with more here on the JT The Brick Show, remember, call us 702-365-9200. I want to hear from you, Raider Nation. Uh, what made you fall in love with the silver and black? What made you fall in love with the Raiders? Before that, shout out to Alex and Orlando from the DeCastro Verde Law Group. They're doing an incredible job over there following the footsteps of their father, Waldo, who did an incredible job founding this, which is now the biggest Latino law group in Las Vegas, 702-222-9999. Every day that I go out on the streets of Las Vegas, man, there's traffic everywhere. There's construction everywhere. There's distracted drivers. If you end up being in an accident, that's the number you got to call. 702-222-9999. I have it saved in my number under DLG, the Cash Verde Law Group, because you never know when it's going to happen. You have to be ready. Shout out to Alex and Orlando from Deep. The Castro Verde Law Group. Let's go back to the listener line right now, the phone line. We got Thor tuning in right here from Las Vegas. Thor, my man, always a pleasure seeing you out there at the tailgates and now talking with you here once again on Raider Nation Radio. What you got for me, man? What made you fall in love with the Raiders? My brother Harry, man. I, family, baby, family, man. My my grandmother raised me as a Raider fan, man. We're from, you know what I'm saying? We're from the East Bay. We grew up. And family, you know, from the Bay, you got half and half. So, but my grandmother, my mother, my uncles were Raider fans. And I went away to the Navy, and I came home. When I came home, the Raiders were back in Oakland. And my cousin, Andy, she had Raider season tickets for her and her sons. And when I first got back, she said, Mio, you, you want to go to the Raider game with us? And I said, of course. And she was like, I will we'll be, at, we'll be at your grandma's house at 6 in the morning to pick you up. And I was like, 6? Okay. I guess. I don't know. And we get there, and you come over, and you see the smoke, and you see all the flags and all the people. And then you go to the tailgate, and everyone treats you like family. And then you go into the stadium, and everybody's yelling, Riders! Bro, there's nothing like that, man. It, it just it just ran something through you that, that, that I can never I can never not be a Raider. Ever in my life I cannot be a Raider. Yes, I was obviously very hurt that they moved out here to Vegas, but you know what? Things happen, you gotta change, you got a new house, it's beautiful, all that perfect. I now live here in Vegas with a beautiful house. So what what else, you know? But it's family. Raider family, man, the black hole. The Cisco's people who were have become family to me, and and that's what that's what Raider Nation is, and that's what made me fall in love with the Raiders, brother. Absolutely, Thor. I appreciate your call, my brother, and that's true. Family. That's something that the team, the players, the coaches, the front office 
Heck, we went from Al Davis, rest in peace, to his son Mark Davis now as the owner of the team. Everything changes, but the fans, the Raider Nation, they are always there, and that's family, man. So, And also, the legends, once a Raider, always a Raider. They might go on and play for other teams, but they will always remember the Raiders, and most of them come back every single year for that preseason game out here in Las Vegas where they get recognized at the alumni game, and it's all family. That's what the Raiders are all about, man. And Raider Nation, you are unique. And let's follow it up now with another caller. We go from Vegas to L.A. We got IBD Raider tuning in from SoCal. What you got for me, man? What made you fall in love with the Raiders? Yeah, hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, My story is a little bit unique. See, I grew up in India, and my family was here in the United States. And my uncle would come and visit every other year. And one time he brought me a bunch of swag, and it was these Raiders things. And uh, I asked, what is this? It's it's a football team. So at first I thought it was soccer. Then eventually I came to America in 1997 and realized that it was uh, American football, started learning about it. And then in 1999, Rich Gannon comes to Raiders, and then Raiders winning, and all of my friends are Raiders fans. And the rest was history. I fell in love with with the Raiders, the Shield. And I didn't even know who the Raiders were, and I was already in love with them. So that's my story. Very unique, but uh, been uh, waiting for Raiders to do something better. Hey, man, hopefully it's this year. How about that? He was in India. IBD Raider, we appreciate your call, my brother. His uncle took Raider gear for him. And, I mean, I know I'm extremely biased because, A, I'm a Raider Nation member. B, I broadcast the Raiders games in Spanish on the radio. But in my opinion, it's the most awesome gear in sports, silver and black. And when people talk about, oh, let's tweak this, let's tweak that, let's change this with the helmet, I'm like, no, you don't mess with perfection. And what the Raiders got going on for a long time now is perfection. And you don't mess with that, in my personal opinion. Let's go now over to the Bay Area. We got Dave from San Jose tuning in and calling in here. Dave, what made you fall in love with the Raiders? Hey, it's uh, Danny, but it's all good. Danny my bad, Dave. Bay, my, my bad, Danny. All my good. bad. I got hey, you, Danny. So what I you got, brother? We're in the South Bay, and we're, we're in the split of things. You know, 880 North, it's all you know, Raiders, and I'm on the split, uh, 280 North, it's all San Francisco. So I grew up, half of my school is 49ers, half is Raiders. It's it's tough. A lot of teams don't get that. Some do, but, um, you know, once you pick a side, you got to be defending your team every week, every Monday come to school. I remember, you know, it's, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, a lot of work just you know uh, taking pride in your team. But the moment that I I realized I was a Raider, my dad is a 49er fan, and I I grew up as a kid with Joe Montana and and Rice. But when I was eight years old, I'll never forget going to um, going to the store and there was those little vending machines, and you'd put in a quarter and you'd get the little plastic helmets, and I was collecting those. And I'll never forget the day that I got the black one and you put the little Raider sticker on it and it kind of just changed everything. I kind of said, well, why am I a Niner fan? You know, my godfather's a Raider fan. And then the, the Raiders were in LA at the time. And the moment they came back to Oakland, I went to my first uh, NFL game and it changed everything. It, it was, I was already a Raider fan before that, but it was just the last nail in the coffin 
and it was it was something that changed everything. I can never go back. I can never. I'm the type of fan that I can't sit in another team's chair. You know, it doesn't feel right. You know, and and wear a different shirt. But it's uh, it's definitely a passionate team to root for, and uh, man, I love it. Hey, I appreciate your call, Danny. Danny from San Jose, and hey, yeah. I, I'm the same way. When I when I started watching football, and when my uncle started taking all my gear to Mexico, I was a Raider fan. But when I went to my first game after coming back to the states, it just changed everything. Being with the Raider Nation, drinking Modelos, which is an official beer of Allegiant Stadium, it was just like an out of body experience. So let's go to a Break Raider Nation. Remember, Modelo is not only an official beer of Allegiant Stadium, it's an official cerveza of the Raiders. Modelo, brewed for full-time fans. Let's go to a break. Raider Nation will be right back to close out our number one of today's JT the Brick Show. To the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. Plunkett on a straight drop back. Here comes the rush. Steps up. Can't find anybody yet. Tits off running to the left. Rolls on the move. And it's caught by Kick at the 40. Kick at the 50. Man, hopefully we get some calls like that soon out here from a Super Bowl. In Las Vegas. Shout out, by the way, last time I was out here, we had uh, Carlos Justis from the 49ers Spanish Radio Broadcast and Hannah Bassam from the Chiefs Spanish Radio Broadcast. They had the opportunity to broadcast the game out here from Allegiant Stadium from Las Vegas this past weekend, and I know it was an incredible experience for Hannah. It's her fourth Super Bowl on the air in the broadcast, so that's incredible. For Carlos, it was his first one in the booth. He works for Telemundo in the Bay Area, so he's covered the Super Bowl in the past, but I'm pretty cool, pretty sure that's an unbelievable experience and one I hope that someday I ha- I get to experience. So before we go back to the theme of the day about what made people fall in love with the Raiders, I was mentioning that the parade for the Kansas City Chiefs out there in Missouri was held today and I mean unfortunately I'm going on Twitter or X how it is called nowadays and seeing that um, reports from multiple media outlets that police say that several people have been shot near the scene of the Kansas City Chiefs victory parade both from CBS from MSNBC and man that just it sucks man why do we have to go through this every single week, it seems like? In Houston, this past weekend also, there was a shooting at a church. Uh, it, it, man, it just, it sucks. It sucks having to go through this over and over and over again. And I just hope that someday we can just all be civilized and enjoy being able to, for the folks that are Chiefs fans, celebrate another championship for them, for other people to just go and pray, which, I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. But, man, I ain't got no words. I get paid to talk. And reading this kind of stuff, it just 
it just disappoints me and it makes me I mean, we're going from celebrating Valentine's Day and talking about love and what made you fall in love with your football team to now having to talk about shots being fired near or at a parade where people are celebrating a championship. Come on, man. That that it, it has to change. Well, at least we got through Mardi Gras in one piece. You, you perspective. <laughs> you know that's something I talk about with my girl. Mr. All the time. Bleep and positive. That's me, pal. Hey, that's something I talk about with my girlfriend all the time. It's all about perspective, about seeing things in another light and being like, hey, you know what? It could be worse. And uh, heck, I, mean, I could say some stuff about hey, they're only losing Chief fans, but that's kind of <laughs> oh, cruel. Man. Yeah, that's that's very very very. So cruel, I would never say something like that. That would be just totally cruel. Right, Bobby Machado, ladies and gentlemen. No, it's you know what? It's it's life and we got to go through it and we just send our prayers to folks out there and hopefully everything go, goes down in a in a positive way and the you know the the police officers and the emergency crews and everybody out there is doing their their best possible job to keep a situation under control and um we're sending our, our positive vibes out there to the folks in Kansas City, Missouri. We know we got that rivalry. We know we don't like you. But right now, we're thinking of you, and we're hoping that uh, everybody gets home safely. On a totally, totally, totally unrelated topic, what the hell's with Mel Kuyper these days? Yeah, I mean— Jeez, the, I'm sitting and watching this guy. It looks like his vein's going to pop right out of his freaking head. What the hell's with this guy? Hey. It's a draft. Take it easy. you got about six weeks. Relax. Right. The, the, the draft is happening in April, and you got the combine happening uh, very soon, and you know that everybody's going to be doing their mock drafts left and right, and the newest one comes from Field Yates from ESPN, and they got a Sports Center special going on right now on ESPN. Okay, that explains it. Yeah, I mean, Field Yates, he's looking at this other younger kid. I thought it was Olofsky or whatever. He's looking at him like, apparently, he said something that Kuiper didn't like, and Kuiper just went kaboom. Right. So Field Yates has the Raiders picking Byron Murphy the second, a defensive tackle out of Texas, with the thirteenth pick in the NFL draft. That somehow will- I don't think that's going to be. Yeah, I mean, heck, right now you can throw tons of names out there, and your guess is as good as mine. Well, you know what, My, your your guess is actually probably better than mine because I really don't care. But the fact of the matter is, if these guys don't come up with a quarterback in that first round with that first round draft pick, I got you come up with a left tackle, people are going to re- revolt. Are going to go crazy. And actually, Antonio Pierce, he was part of some interviews out there during uh, Super Bowl week, including with the pivot from Ryan Clark, and he spoke about the quarterback situation because he was asked. He was like, "Hey, the top three quarterbacks ain't going to be available at number thirteen. What are you guys going to do?" The wild card is a quarterback. What are we going to do? Well, we got to put a plan together. There's quarterbacks there. There's ways to get it. Everybody has a price. There's always a price. There's always something that people are willing like, ooh, you giving me that for this? You can create a little, little doubt there, a little like hmm. interest as far as if they want to make that move. Well, what if it's not the draft? All right, well, you got to go through free agency. Let's go worst case scenario, which is off what you're going off of. We're with Aiden O'Connell. We won five games with him. What happens if we get this kid a whole offseason like we give him the head coach? an opportunity to grow and learn because he played his ass off the last five games. Absolutely did. He played better than a lot of guys that got drafted in rounds one, two, and three for the most part. You can say, oh, it was against this. It's still the National Football League. Yep. The kid scored 63 points. The kid went through multiple games without turning the ball over. And, too, after getting shut out, he rebounded as well. That tells you what? The team and the quarterback. Just a response, resilience, right? Mental toughness, not blinking. Went in there. I wasn't going to make a quarterback change. 
Just because Minnesota did it don't mean I had to do it. There you go, Antonio Pierce, yeah. And he didn't bench uh, Aiden O'Connell in that game against the Vikings where a lot of people were saying, hey, put in Jimmy Garoppolo. He'll be able to get some points out of this game. No, he trusts his player, and he left him out there on the field. Unfortunately, it didn't go down this way in the Vikings game. But four days later, the Raiders put up 63 points. Were, were, there was 49 points on the offensive side of the football. The Raiders scored in their first drive in the third quarter, and then they didn't score again, and then they uh, caught a little bit of a cold streak because let's remember against the Chiefs, the offense didn't score a touchdown. It was a few, two field goals, two defensive touchdowns that got the Raiders out of the state of Missouri with a win out there. So the Raiders, they went a little bit without the offense being the best, but Aiden O'Connell had ups, had downs, and now he earned himself an opportunity to compete for that starting quarterback position for the 2024 season. That soundbite courtesy of the Pivot podcast hosted by Ryan Clark, Fred Taylor, and Channing Crowder. Now we see former players go into broadcasting opportunities and you can do certain things on broadcasting opportunities, but I love these guys that have their own platform and that they can talk Ryan Clark. He played with Antonio Pierce when they were in Washington. And it's easy for him to be like, yo, AP, can you come to my hotel room? Let's record a podcast for an hour. And it's completely different to what you would get in a press conference or in a one-on-one interview with a TV station when it's players talking with players. Don't you have a podcast? I mean, everyone does. No, no, no. Don't you have a podcast? I have a podcast in Spanish. And I unfortunately, would, well, obviously it would be in Spanish, but. Obvi- uh, unfortunately, and I, and I do it for the Raiders. It's uh, I'm, Las, I'm sure there's a few. Noticias Raiders. Give, give, give it a little hype. I'm sure there's a few bilingual people listening. Go ahead. Throw it out there. No, see, sí, lo intentamos. Lo intentamos, Bobby. But, like, for example, what I'm saying is it's different, the connection. Like, for example, if you get um, Jason Horowitz with Antonio Pierce, he'll get a good interview. But if you get Antonio Pierce with a former player, a former teammate of his, and then from the interview, I found out that they're very, very good friends, that they're very, very close. You hear sound bites that you wouldn't hear uh, usually in other places. So that's why I say it's cool that there's former players, that they have their own platforms now and that they have the opportunity to get great interviews with folks that are high-ranking in the NFL, like Antonio Pierce was one of 32 NFL head coaches. So, I, am, I am literally the only person in the known universe that does not have a podcast. Right. I'm it. I'm the, I'm the one. I'm the guy that does all the listening, apparently. Hey, we're, we're uploading this in podcast form on the, all the podcast platforms, so you are a pot, part of this show. Bobby, we appreciate you. We're going to go to a break, Raider Nation, and coming back in hour number two, we got Mark McMillan, former NFL player, media personality out here in Las Vegas to talk about his experience uh, working the Super Bowl for our friends at 8 News Now at CBS. And also, we're going to have Alan Snell to talk about the business side of the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. This is a JT The Brick Show. We'll be right back.